Small businesses are at the heart of the U.S. economy. Here at Nurture Small Business Podcast, we're dedicated to seeing our small business owners succeed. I am your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please share it. You have my gratitude for doing so. Hello and welcome to today's show. Today is another solo podcast. This is Denise's opinions. It is not legal advice, HR advice, financial advice, or any other advice that is regulated under law. It is just my opinion. And with that said, let's get started. Are you thinking about some type of downsizing or layoff? Let's face it, the economy is, well, not very good right now, you know? Uh, And there's lots of news about it and a lot of news about jobs being cut. Even if you're not thinking about that, you still may want to listen because your team is likely still affected by all that news out here. Now, years ago, I took a job at a major manufacturer um, of beverages, and I moved from a small town in Virginia to Charlotte, North Carolina. I moved there. My daughter was a senior in high school. So yes, lots of long conversations, and I uprooted her from all of her friends in her last year of school. That aside, I got there in two months, and they announced cuts that they were going to take place in in the structure of the management team which I was part of the management team. Two months in, in my department, I was the second to last person coming in. The only person that came in after me by tenure was um, somebody who had far more tenure in the company than I because he had moved up through um, another department in, in that company. So I'm not one that's given to anxiety and fear. Typically, I tend to be very rational, very objective, this set me on edge. (laughs) I was two months into a new place, uprooted my daughter in a city that I knew no one. And so I reacted really poorly. As a matter of fact, it was so visible that my manager pulled me aside and said, hey, you can't say anything, but I don't want you to keep going on like this. You are not being cut. He goes, you can't repeat that but I just need you to know that because I was that visibly upset from this. So they announced it on either a Thursday evening or Friday morning and said that they would be making this change to the management structure on Monday. That is a bad way to do it. They allowed their team, their management team to think about this, stew about this, have it float around in their brain with all sorts of potential anxious, fearful thoughts about what if it's me for the whole weekend. So I say this to you because that fear and anxiety are particularly problematic for companies that are in this space thinking about a layoff, a cut, or even restructuring for that matter. So fear and anxiety can slow your business down because they happen to impede innovation. Okay. And you know, when you have a team members who are not innovating, things kind of come to a standstill. They're afraid and they are not trying to be creative, clever, stand out. They are simply trying to survive during that time frame. So not only does it mean that they're more likely Uh, that they're um, stymied by this creativity, but they are most likely planning for the future at this point because it's a rational fear to have in the back of your mind. Well, they just cut so-and-so. Well, are they going to make more cuts? What if I'm next? So expect things like them sprucing up their resumes and checking out job sites, okay? 
they want to have a back pocket plan and that's so they can plan for the what ifs because at this point they're already fearful they've already seen changes and they're wondering if it happens to him them so moving forward how can you help alleviate some of that fear and anxiety first of all it starts with how you speak to them and how you present these things and not just how you do but beyond that some of the follow up things that you'll need to do also so the first thing you need to do is to speak to them in a manner that gives them the lowdown. You know, this is why we did it. This is how it makes our company stronger. Give them hope. When they hear that their company is stronger, they're going to understand that it's done for the future. Secondly, you want to go ahead and offer cross-training if that's possible. It may or may not be with your team, but if it is, that will help instill hope. It tells them you think that they're valuable. It also lets them know, hey, I'm getting skills that make me feel more valuable as a team member. So that's part of it. And then allow them to be the solution. So there's a couple of different ways you can do that. You can go to your leadership team first off and ask them, you know, hey, are you seeing any inefficiencies? They might decide, you know, that Tuesday meeting that we spend an hour and a half, six of us in this room, we have donuts and do this and some bonding. And bonding is important. I'm not minimizing that whatsoever. They might say, you know, for now, I think we can set up a Slack or a Teams channel and we can just message through there to, to keep the ideas flowing. Guess what? You probably just saved at least six hours a week. Okay. Now, your f- team that's out there front facing the consumers or on the manufacturing floor, don't discount them. They have a lot of great ideas. A lot of times we're so busy strategizing that sometimes we don't see the practical things that right, are right in front of us. So ask them, you know, do you see any inefficiencies? They may have some type of practical application that could shave, you know, two minutes off of something. And I promise you two minutes may not sound like a lot, but when your cost is $150 to $250 per minute for a manufacturing line being down, two minutes makes a big difference if you can save that, save that multiple times a day. Now, there's a lot of other things that you need to do beyond the initial conversations and involving your team member and coming up with ways to help with inefficiencies. So part of that is managing based on clear outcomes and metrics. And what that looks like is assigning goals, particularly if you're restructuring. So you may have people going into new roles or you may change the expectations of a position slightly because now you had five people that covered something and now four people have to do it. Be careful not to load on too much work, but if you're smart about how you manage these metrics and expectations, it may not feel like more work. And in fact, I do know (laughs) just from things that we've implemented in my company, that once you set some clear metrics, the team finds ways to get it done and they become more efficient, especially if there's something in it for them. Now, support the team by letting them know that you are going to give them all the resources they need, but also make this a um, co-responsibility with them. Make sure that they understand that, hey, if you don't have the resources you need, it is your responsibility to ask me. I'm going to do my best to make sure I give you everything, but it is also part of your duty to make sure you ask for what you need. Transparency is key if you have to lay people off or restructure positions 
And sometimes it may feel easier or more convenient to kind of ignore it or talk around it. But that transparency is extraordinarily important. And sometimes transparency feels like a key, a buzzword a little bit. But understanding what to say and when to tell people are extremely important. So to give you an example, you may be planning for some transitions and they do require planning. Do you announce it to your team during the planning stage stages? Probably not to the masses, okay? There are going to be some key people who you will need to pull in because it may impact their department or they may be moving. It might be a key person who moves to a different role. So those people need to be pulled into the planning stages. But once you're ready for that transition to happen, that's when you start talking to the masses, the, the whole team, your whole employee pool. And it's very important that you share with them, like I said, the why, why this is going to support your company, why this is better in the long run. Now, it's really important as you move forward that you give them time to process and have those one-on-one conversations. General conversations with the overall team are fine in big meetings, but when it comes to candid conversations, that's much better in their one-to-ones. Considering if you have regular one-to-ones and if you don't, I suggest that you do. Adding an extra 15 to 30 minutes to them, depending upon the position. Now, it's important that you respond versus react. Your team is going to talk to one another. Expect that, okay? Be prepared to set their minds at ease in your candid conversations. Fear is about imagining the worst thing to come. And you're going to need to be able to discuss this candidly, openly with your team members. Now, when possible, you'll want to meet with your team in person. And I do realize as a fully remote business that for remote or hybrid, even global companies, you know, this can be a challenge. But technology has come such a long way that with a little bit of planning, you can make this work. You can set your cruise mind at ease, have all your one-on-ones scheduled in advance. Like I said, there is pre-planning that needs to happen to this. And if your company's healthy enough, I mean, you are making cutbacks and it most likely is a reaction to or a preparation, I'm going to say, for the anticipated economy. But if your company is healthy enough, consider a uh, meeting at a hub city with your team if you're able to, you know, expense the vacation and the, or rather the travel for that. Protect the remaining team members. And this is extraordinarily important because it is shown that approximately a year after a layoff that there is a higher surge in voluntary terminations, meeting people are quitting and moving from job to job because they don't ever quite forget that this occurred. So you need to be mindful of not piling on a lot of work to those high performers. 80-20 rule, 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. Have you ever heard that Pareto principle? Well, the thing is, you don't want all of a sudden that 20% of people who are your cream of the crop doing 90% of the work. They'll become very resentful for it and they'll move on. You want them to be part of the solution and we want to make sure that you're practicing efficiency and productivity and including them in this situation. So avoiding the stress, the fear, the anxiety, and in after the fact of a potential layoff or re-strategization, burnout. I hope you've got a few useful nuggets out of today's conversation. 
if you are facing a, a, a layoff, a restructure, or have done one in the past, I'd love to hear your thoughts at it, about it. Please email me at pr at dcavirtual.com, pr at dcavirtual.com. Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth through technology, leadership, and people strategies. Do you have an idea for a podcast or feedback you'd like to share with me? Send me a note through my website at dcavirtual.com slash contact.